On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. I mentioned the, the breaking news a couple of minutes ago about Holly Cairns declaring herself as a candidate for the leadership of the Social Democrats. That was news that she has posted on Twitter inside the last half hour. Uh, we're joined uh, at somewhat short notice, but delighted to have him nonetheless in studio, uh, by Keen O'Callaghan, the party's TD and spokesperson for housing. Uh, Keen, thank you for joining us. Um, Holly is in. Are you in as well? Are you running for leadership uh, of Social Democrats? Thanks, Gavin. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm delighted to be backing uh, Holly. She's my 100% support. I think she'll be fantastic. Uh, leader uh, of the Social Democrats. I have a huge amount of uh, time and respect for her. She is someone who's relatively new into politics. Uh, was elected for the first time to uh, the council in Cork about four years ago, but already in that short time has made a huge impact, I think, in politics and I think will will do. So I'm really happy uh, you, that she's running. You had said in the last couple of days that you were considering it. What has led you to the conclusion that you will not contest it and that you'll back her? Yeah, well, I, I was chatting to uh, you know members and supporters in my constituency in Dublin Bay North, and as you know, I have a lot of interest in housing. Uh, and really, for me, I, I want to focus on the housing area. I'm kind of someone who likes to get deep into a kind of policy area and really uh, do as much as I can on it. Someone who's in a leadership role needs to, and not quite an interest in a wide range of political issues, but mm. someone in a leadership role really needs to cover a wide range uh, of issues. Uh, so I think Holly is very well suited to that. We've seen, uh, you know, in the doll, we've seen the kind of work she's done in things like the mother and baby homes, uh, the work she's done with survivors of the doll. She's been a very strong voice. She's shown real grit and determination. Mm. Uh, so while, look, I, I feel I've plenty to offer and plenty to do, and I, I think the other uh, SOC Dem TDs do as well, uh, that's just, yeah, not something, uh, a role that I'd see myself doing. Now, this effectively means that there will be no contest for the leadership because Gary Gannett had already ruled himself out. Jennifer Whitmore, your colleague, has also declared inside the last 20 minutes that she's going to be endorsing Holly Cairns, which means there isn't going to be any other candidate. So when nominations close on Wednesday, Holly will be the only candidate. Therefore, she becomes the party leader. Um, the Irish Times did report yesterday that they'd been doing a sort of a mini survey of SOC Dems, uh, public representatives, councillors and the like. Uh, the majority seem to indicate that they did want there to be a contest to kind of have this ventilation of views. Yeah, and I, I, look, I think a contest would be uh, healthy and I, I'm a person who believes, you know, that having contests and parties and having those discussions, that's a really good and healthy thing. I think in this situation, Holly is a very, very clear, uh, strong uh, front runner. I don't think, I think if there was a contest, I think she would win and win very strongly. Uh, and what is it about her that would give her the upper hand over yourself or Jennifer or Gary or anyone else? Yeah, and and it's not that I I don't think the the rest of us have have different different merits and and qualities. I think she probably just has a, a factor in terms of how she connects with people uh, that would be over and above uh, what what others would have. The uh, like it was quite when I was chatting to members in my constituency and supporters over the last few days. It's quite clear. Like, well, look, and these are my, you know, these are people who've campaigned with me, if you like, of some of them I know for years. Uh, and I think a lot of us kind of shared the view in, in those discussions uh, that she has a lot of the qualities that you would want uh, in a leader. Has that ability, I think, to reach people as well who maybe aren't uh, as uh, interested in politics. Look, a lot of our, if you look at the leaders in the Dáil at the moment, most of them, uh, all of them live in cities, nearly all of them live in Dublin. Nearly all of them live within the canals uh, mm. within Dublin. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm from Dublin myself. But, you know, having a, a leader from outside of uh, Dublin, outside of urban areas, I think is 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 a, is a good thing. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot more to Ireland than just uh, just the urban centres. And when you look at issues like climate change, which are very important to us as a party in the Sock Dems, it's 
you know, it's one thing trying to do things to adapt to climate change in urban areas, but the challenges in rural communities where you can have very little public transport or none at all are a lot bigger. So if we're serious about making those sorts of changes, bring people with us, having someone who has that lived experience as a smaller farmer in you know, West Cork, uh, I think that mm. brings a, a lot to the role as well. Um, as it happens, that same um, survey from the Irish Times also gave you more endorsements among Social Democrats members than any of the others. What do you say to those in the party who would have liked you to have a run at this? So even if they uh, didn't expect you to win outright, that they would have liked you to run and for, for there to be a contest so that some of the issues that had been raised by party members previously might have been given an airing. Yeah, and no, I do appreciate that there there are, you know, it did have a level of support in the party uh, and, you know, I'm grateful for that uh, support. I think as well, look, that uh, survey of councillors, most councillors didn't give their view in this contest. And to be fair, those three councillors who uh, did plump for me, look, two of them are in my constituency. Uh, and so, so you know, is local. well, yeah, and, you know, we've obviously been working with very closely for, for years. And indeed, uh, another one uh, was my colleague on, on Fingal County Council. So well, I'm very grateful for that support. I don't think that necessarily okay. would give you a wider view of the, the party. And look, look, we have a diversity in the party. We have people with different uh, interests and skills and all of that is all that is fine. But look, I, I think Holly's going to make a very strong impact uh, as leader. Uh, I think it's going to be a very positive time for the Social Democrats. I think people are interested in us in a, as a party. I think there's a lot of people who uh, look at the current uh, coalition government and are looking for alternatives uh, and aren't necessarily uh, simply looking at the main uh, lead opposition uh, party. They're looking for other alternatives as well. well, well Oh, sorry to interrupt you, but on, on that note, what do you think sets the Social Democrats apart from other uh, alternative parties in opposition? And I know inevitably the conversation will come around to Labour because so, me- so much of the Social Democrat worldview is broadly similar to that of Labour that you'd aspire to create a largely similar Ireland, a largely similar world. So what makes your party different or why would they vote for a Social Democrat over Labour or a Green or a Sinn Féin or PBP or anyone else? Yeah, I, I think we're a very distinct independent party. Look, if you if you look at the issue of housing, for example, un- unfortunately, the lowest number of social homes that were built uh, in this state was under a Labour uh, Minister for Housing. And this is, when you look at homelessness now and some of the real issues that we have there, that that has certainly partly uh, contributed to it. If you look at issues like, like climate change, while, yeah, parties like the Greens are obviously very strong in that as well, we would take quite a different approach because we absolutely, uh, we're very, very strong on needing to reduce our carbon emissions, but we're also very, very strong that we need to do that in a way that brings people with us. Uh, and it can't simply about, you know, can't just be done on a level that creates, you know, additional inequality or makes things harder for, for people in terms of who are struggling in their daily lives. So I, I do think there's a particular uh, space for us as a party. I do think there's a, an interest in us. Uh, and I do think that having Holly as leader will open uh, up that discussion and will open up that interest. It's a high stakes time, isn't it, for a prospective new leader coming on? Because the next general election is at most about two years away. There's the local elections uh, the summer after next, which in turn will decide who a lot of your candidates may be. So it gives Holly Cairns 12 months effectively to get a good local elections campaign in place, because if th- those local elections don't go your way, then it becomes a very steep hill very quickly. It does, but uh, as you know yourself, uh, Gavin, we've often been kind of written off as a party before and then done quite well. I I just remember myself uh, when I was running in the last uh, general election, there was only two 
uh, political commentators that said I had a chance of winning a seat in Dublin Bay North that I certainly that I noticed uh, Fanon Sheen was one you were the, the other was I? Okay. you were yeah and was it in, in, in my podcast on this station with uh, Ivan Yates was it? it, it was yeah but, it's but funny how else, candidates remember that isn't yeah, it? yeah well, <laughs> well, well, we, well we do but no one else was giving you know us any chance of winning a, a seat in the in the constituency for example and you know so I, I, I do think we have a, a chance in the local elections and in the general elections to further uh, further grow make a breakthrough I think it is important that we get uh, candidates in place and I would certainly say to people who are you know potentially interested in running for us uh, to consider that and, and get in contact uh, and we will you know w- w- you know in the last uh, local elections and general election actually we did very well in terms of having a very diverse uh, group of candidates we'd no issue in terms of uh, gender quotas we'd around about 50 50 uh, male female uh, candidates the only uh, party in the country to be able to mm-hmm. to do that uh, and we did that without any kind of structural quotas or anything else in place so I, I yeah I think both uh, both of those do op- offer us an opportunity uh, as a party to grow and to uh, to, to you know, talk to people about what what we feel strongly about in terms of healthcare, housing, climate change. Uh, before I let you go, another question, uh, just on your brief, given that you're not going to be party leader and that you're going to be remaining as party um, housing spokesperson, presuming, of course, that Holly Cairns will keep you in that brief. Um, we were hearing from Wayne Stanley of the Simon Communities earlier this hour about the prospect of the government rescinding the moratorium on evictions. And we've heard several leading ministers say in the last couple of days that if homelessness is rising in spite of the moratorium, that maybe the moratorium isn't doing what it's supposed to do. So maybe it, it is not fit for purpose and that they could stand it down at the end of March. What do you say to that? Well, certainly there was figures out from the Residential Tenancies Board which indicate that at least about 2,000 uh, families would actually be homeless if it wasn't for the eviction ban that was brought in place. So the situation would be even worse than it is now. But I just would make the point that we are really an outlier in terms of other European countries. Most were very high rents and very low security of tenure for, re- for renters. So most European countries, you wouldn't have a temporary eviction ban like this because the situation is that if you pay your rent, if you're not breaching your lease, if you're not engaged in antisocial behaviour, then you cannot be evicted from your home. That's the, the norm. So this kind of temporary measure we have in now is actually a permanent feature in most European countries. And rather than this constant messing around with these kind of temporary uh, measures that the government is doing, which creates a lot of stress for landlords as well as for tenants, they need to actually look at just bringing us into line with other European countries once and for all. Uh, and giving people that security of where you're renting, where you know that is your home, not having that worry of your children being uprooted uh, from their school, uh, all the you know having to meet, make new friends, children who've got you know learning difficulties and are finally settling into a school, all mm. of that being undone on them. So th- that's the way we should be looking at this. Okay, uh, we will leave it there. Keanu Callahan, Social Democrats TD for Dublin Bay North, uh, and still remaining uh, the party spokesperson on housing. Thank you very much for joining us uh, in studio this lunchtime. That news once again. Uh, Holly Cairns declaring herself for the lead of the Social Democrats and the other prospective candidates including Keen O'Callaghan and Jennifer Whitmore confirming now that they're going to be backing her she will become the leader on Wednesday On the Record with Gavin Riley Sunday morning at 11 Brought to you by PwC Great minds think unalike Different skill sets diverse opinions it all adds up to the new equation On News Talk.